you ready? I'm ready. We're on. Okay, because you have to press the button at an appropriate time, not too fast, not too late. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hi, everyone. I'm Emily. And I'm Vince. And this is The Lighthouse Lowdown. So much pressure. Yeah, I was watching you like a hawk there. I don't mean to be overbearing, but sometimes I just kind of am. This coffee is delicious. Vince's first time having coffee in exactly one month. Mm-hmm. Gave it up for sober October. Which this year was sober September. Oh, yeah, that's So right. we can drink in October. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to the most explicit lighthouse podcast yeah. on the internet. We can't wait to get wasted. <laughs> but today is just coffee. That's right. It's actually my first hot coffee of like the year. So. Yeah. Now that it's hit uh, 80 degrees outside, it's officially cold <laughs> according to some people. To be fair, yeah, I don't. Today was giving off like cool weather vibes, even though it wasn't cold out. Spooky season. Yeah, like I was just feeling it. And tomorrow it's supposed to get cold. And the next day, like 60 something for, nice. for a high. So Very nice. Anyway, so we have hot coffees in the studio today. I am covering another main lighthouse. I don't know what happened. It's just kind of. Main the state. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Another, yeah, another main the state. Main with an E lighthouse. I have a history buoy. Uh, it's pretty self-explanatory, but I thought, I thought it was interesting, so I'll, I'll just cover it. Are you ready to go? Let's go, ready history go, go. Today, I'm going to do the, uh, selecting the height of a lighthouse. Selecting it? Yeah, like how they, how they decide how tall the lighthouse uh, is going to be. Yeah, so when, when you break it down, it's like, duh, but, uh, I don't know, I never gave it much thought. Break so. it down for us. <laughs> And this is why we don't have cameras <laughs> in the studio. <laughs> Emily started beatboxing and dancing at the same time. It's awful. It's the coffee. Okay. Everything you do, <clears throat> selecting the lighthouse characteristics is about how visible the light beam is going to be. Obviously, you want it to coincide with like maritime traffic and it depends on... How far away are most ships going to be from the shore? And yeah. like, where are they going to be when they start coming in? Or how far do you want them to stay away from it? So you also have to keep in consideration how tall is the land that the lighthouse is going to be built on. And also things like weather in the region. Like, is it usually super foggy? Is the visibility low? Right. And sometimes visibility is low regardless of fog. It's like, if it's just, is it misty? Like, the, it wouldn't be a reason to have a foghorn running but it may be a reason for you to need to adjust the lighthouse. Sure. So most lighthouses are between 33 and 208 feet tall. There are variations on each side. I'm going to show you uh, one of them. So many questions. Oh, go ahead. What do you mean between 33 and 208 <laughs> feet tall? That's very specific. You're talking I know. It's just the second and third like quartile. What's happening? I just that most lighthouses fall within that range, like 208 being like where it starts to taper off and there's only like one or two lighthouses above that. So the mass of them, not like some of them, like a bell curve. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Like the large, large mm, percentage. The bell part. Yep. <laughs> okay. I know what you're talking about, but I don't, I, and I remember that we used to have to do math problems about that, like uh -huh. probability and stuff. Yep. Distribution. I hated that. Well, also, I know what you're talking about when it comes to the weather conditions because mm -hmm. obviously lighthouses usually are on the coastline. Yeah. Not always. Yeah. 
as you'll see in an upcoming episode. Oh. Someday. Exciting. Um, yeah, we keep pushing back your episodes. <laughs> yeah, that's all right. Uh, but, you know, there's some that we've seen that it makes most sense to have them low because it's actually below clouds or below cover. Yeah, exactly. And then some are really tall. So mm-hmm. tell us more about it. Thank you. The main thing that's important when they're selecting it is the luminous range of the lighthouse, which sometimes mm. is in question because it all it definitely depends on if you're going to have a, f- a Fresnel lens and what order it's going to be and like what kind of light are you going to have inside the Fresnel lens, which, of course, changed over time. And more powerful is usually better, but the luminous range is an accurate, it's an equation, and it's an accurate way to tell how far a beam is visible to sailors or anyone Oh you know, sailing. Yeah. And it takes into account the visibility of the atmosphere where the lighthouse is built, which is, which is what I was talking about is that it's not always fog. It's like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Could be smoke from a fire. Mm -hmm. Or there could be like light pollution or something else going on. And also takes into account the threshold of the human eye to perceive the light beam, which is very interesting. It's like, has a lot to do with like the average human eye being able to pick up colors and the range of light. And also, you know, lighthouse has a main light beam and then all around that the light tapers off, you know, it's like mm-hmm. you could still see that there's a light beam, even if you're not standing directly in front of where the light yeah. is coming from. So it takes all of that into account. Obviously the lighthouse beam needs to be seen as far out to see as necessary, which changes depending on where you are like if you're on a lake you're gonna be worried about people being closer than like out to sea you're gonna worry about them being like more than a mile out from shore so you're not going to worry about having the light beam visible like a mile out you're gonna worry about it being like 10 miles out because people are coming in from you know any direction and like you were saying there are limitations considering if the lighthouse is too tall a local ship may not see the beacon at all. It's like if you're on a, if if the lighthouse is like on a cliff and then the lighthouse is super tall on top of that, you, a sailor may be going by just completely underneath the beam of the lighthouse. They would never even know that it was there. Yeah. So it just totally depends on where traffic is and what the land looks like. So if you're on a cliff, you're going to have a lighthouse that's shorter. Usually I'm sure there's outliers. And if I looked it up, I would have, which is funny because if you look at like, lighthouse culture online like art photos we all like not all of us but a lot of us like the taller ones like Mm -hmm. oh the biggest you know yeah all the time we show those north carolina lighthouses that are really tall yeah but it's not average and here's uh, here's an example um our light the lighthouse we've covered the faro de ajo Mm -hmm. i want to say in spain uh it's not a short lighthouse it's like a i'm pretty sure it was around 70 or 80 feet tall or something well there's like Several lighthouses that were part of that. The Faro de uh, Caminos, Caminos, I think. Oh no, not not that, not the trail. The the one that the really oh, brightly yes. colored one. No, I think you're correct. Yeah, I think it was. Pre- it's and it's on top of a cliff that's really tall. And the whole reason behind that is that nobody comes by there. They're always on the way to a port, like coming from far away. Like nobody's. They're not worried about anybody. They're not immediately below. Yeah, if they're they not are worried about people being close to the cliff. They're trying to direct people in the correct direction. So. Obviously, the lighthouse ended up a little bit taller than if they were, like, concerned about people being closer. So that's a good example. Yeah. But then we have things like the Hatteras Lighthouse, which is the tallest in the United States. And it's on, like, almost sea level. And so they have it be really tall because you're directing people. Or, no, that that one's on 
cautioning people, right? Hatteras was the first yeah. one to caution people. Well, right? uh, I mean, in general, this is kind of an open question, but lighthouses both, they have multiple purposes, but yeah. they both direct you to stay away from something mm-hmm. or to stay online with something that we talked about in our last yeah. episode, you know, the yeah, signaling lights. Or um, to come to something. Mm-hmm. I mean, there might be a light that signals this is the port entry. Yeah. You know, and then you don't want to say this side or that side or between right. the two points. There's all sorts of different differentiation. So it makes sense. But Hatteras, Cape Hatteras, I think was, well, it's a cape. So there's an entrance into an inlet. I can't remember. I, I want to say that this, the reason why it's so tall is that there's some range where if you see this light, you're you're getting into a bad area. So they make it tall enough to where the range in which you're seeing the light is the danger zone and uh, not like anywhere else. And if you see the paint day mark, then you're really too close. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then you're just visiting. If you see, you see the spiral barbershop effect, yeah, go away. Cool. But yeah. So I don't have any of the math surrounding that. It was just like a general, like these are the things that they keep in mind. But that's basically all I had to say about that. Well, there's more There's more to it, I'm sure, in like constructability. Yeah. Every lighthouse has come, I think all of them that I can think of, has come from some collection of tragedy events, mm-hmm. tragic events. And uh, they say, hey, we've got to put a lighthouse here. And then usually they ask a couple times before yeah. there's funding. And then, you know, part of the funding for looking at a lighthouse would be all the components you need, the light, the beacon, given your range and technology of the time, that price varies a lot. Yeah. We've learned. And then also, like, the tower itself. The tower cost for a taller tower, it's not just more of it, but they have to be different designs. Mm-hmm. And it has to be more stable. And mm-hmm. Depending on the foundation, where it's at. So I think there's different. The height is impacted by a lot more. Um, oh, we're both engineers. You know, you design something and you say, this is what it's intended for. This is yeah. the perfect design, air quotes, perfect. Mm-hmm. And then it goes to the construction field and uh, the rest of the real life impacts change what's actually built. Yeah, right. But interesting. But yeah, I had the note that the tallest lighthouse in the U.S. is Hatteras at 198.5 feet tall. And it's only 10 feet above sea level. And then... It's crazy. In contrast, the shortest that's registered with the USLHS, I think, it, it's hard to find a definitive answer. Like, what is the shortest lighthouse in the U.S.? Because nobody cares about that. You know, it's like the tallest one. People are like, ooh, wow, fancy. Let's yeah. go see it and everything. The shortest one, people are like, cool. Yeah. What'd you find? Did you <laughs> but I found a Trinidad head light with a tower height of 25 feet. Okay. So I think I think there would be shorter than that, but it's 200 feet above sea level because it's on a cliff. Okay, so it needs yeah. Obviously, yeah. it doesn't need a big tower. Up yeah. There. So I was just listing those as like you can tell obviously that yeah. if the short if the land is shorter, then the lighthouse may be taller. Well, and you know, as we're learning, lighthouses it, it's so not simple anymore. Yeah. So like this is not U.S. but Canada. Mm-hmm. We talked about Triangle Island Light. That was yeah. one of my first episodes. I really enjoyed that one. But the lantern room was repositioned to Sook, I think it is, mm-hmm. uh, outside of Victoria. And um, so it's like six feet tall, like the tower. Yeah. Because it's a single staircase just to step into the lantern room. Because yeah. you can't put a lantern room on the ground. Mm-hmm. So it's like the shortest. I think <laughs> I think it's actually, if you like on Google Maps, it's in view of the street. So they have to be concerned about light yeah. refracting and 
it's not a lighthouse today, but it's funny that you it say kind that. Kind of is because there's anomalies everywhere, and I included a picture of the cutest, tiniest little lighthouse. It's like it's exactly six feet tall, which is funny. Then I thought you said that, but this is just on a shoreline. I think of either a very small lake or a river in front of somebody's house. Okay. And I don't think it's registered with the USLHS, which is why I didn't say that it was the shortest lighthouse, but it's called Pocahontas Light. And I think another name for it was Echo Light. Look how Look cute. At it. For everyone who wants to go. See, it says Echo Point. So it's Echo I'm thinking Point. this has just got to be a little private lake or something, but it showed up as the shortest lighthouse in the That's U.S. So Something special going Someone's on. Someone's lawn it. chairs are out there. So cute. Uh, there are, when we were in, where were we staying? Uh, North Carolina. Oh. Nags Head. Y- when we were in Nags Head, there was something similar to that in someone's backyard as we got the beach access, like the public beach, beach access out there. Oh, I can't remember. It was just like a backyard lighthouse. I think it was just for their own decoration. Yeah, but just for fun. Yeah. It wasn't quite that sturdy. We saw good. one in Sweden too before we, before the ferry to Lonsorts. Mm-hmm. I still have a lighthouse lamp on my to do list. Oh yeah, for, uh, there's some really nice ones people sell online, like really fancy. Make a little replica of Pocahontas light here. I like that one. It's pretty cute. Looks sturdy. Looks like you could store some whiskey bottles in those little <laughs> windows. <laughs> Make it all like cut in half, where you can open it like a oh yeah, like a cabinet. That would be pretty cool. Very cool. You'd be doing a disservice to the light, but. Do you know where this is, Echo Point? I wonder if it's just like someone's lake house. That's what I was wondering. Yeah, if it's, I just think it's funny that it has a name and it showed up on Google like readily. Like, oh, here it is. It's like, got some, how? Yeah. It's got some evergreens behind it. It's unusual. Yeah, I didn't look up to see exactly where it is. Well, cool. But now we can move on to the lighthouse that we're actually covering today. And uh, it is called West Quaddy Head Lighthouse, I think. I think that's how you pronounce it. It's what I'm going to go with for this episode. So if it's wrong, somebody can send me an email and be upset Kowati. about it. I'd be all right with it, huh? Kawadi. Kawadi. Q-U-O-D-D-Y. Like where you break boards and strike poses. What? You get a belt. Kawadi. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> awful. Awful. Uh, Boo. All right. Let's see it. <laughs> So we're heading over to Lubeck, Maine. I also think that's how you pronounce it. Doing my best. Uh, This lighthouse is unique for a couple of reasons. First, it is the furthest east lighthouse in the U.S. Nice. As well as the land that it's on. So it's like the mark of the most easternmost point of the U.S., the United States of America. Secondly, it's the only candy-striped lighthouse in the U.S. and... To me, when I think of candy stripe, I think of like a candy cane, mm-hmm. like a spiral. But I think for lighthouses, candy stripe refers to thin, like a lot of thin bands. Okay. So it's the only one we have. But tell candy me that's paint. not just the cutest little lighthouse, uh, aside from Pocahontas. It's light. very cute. It looks <laughs> like a peppermint. Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was so cute. It looks like a Waldo. Yeah, where's Waldo? Yeah, right there. <laughs> it's right there. Look how big the keeper's quarters are. Yeah, it's a really nice. It's a nice one. Three chimneys going on. Mm-hmm. What is this we keep seeing? We don't know. I don't know about Yeah, the little stuff. mast shape. It's a mast on land. I keep seeing that as a flagpole. Uh, we're going to have to look it up now because we've seen it a couple times. Montauk Point had it too. Yep. Oh, it's got to have some meaning. Wow, I never noticed those. And then you point it out. That's cool. 
cool lighthouse. So this is what, 30 feet tall, the tower? 49 feet tall. All right, my scale was off. Well, it's, yeah. That's probably to the top of the lightning rod. I bet so, because this, the keeper's cottage is two, two stories tall. So Roughly 10 foot a story. So This picture I am, I am showing you is deceiving, because the weather is not usually like this at this lighthouse. Oh, it's yeah. not usually dandy and sunny. Yeah, it was the first lighthouse to have a fog bell equipped, which is good because literally half of the month, half of the summer is just dense fog. Oh boy. All the time. And actually, oh wow. <laughs> that is dense fog. Yeah, so that's what it looks like a majority of the time in the summer. And keeper Malcolm Rouse, I think his name is he was the last keeper at this lighthouse and said one time they had 31 straight days of fog, like relentless fog, yeah. a singular day of sun, and then immediately after that, another 29 days of dense fog. But they enjoyed the sunny day. Yeah. <laughs> can you imagine this picture that we're looking at for people that want to look? You can go to our YouTube or our Instagram and we show all of the pictures that we talk about in our episodes. But um, can you imagine living in this for almost two months straight? It's like the people who live in no. Alaska and don't have sun for like three months. I can't imagine it. I think it'd be cool, really cool for a little bit and then terrible. Yeah, it'd be in some serious need for vitamin D. It was also the first to have a steam-powered fog signal, which I read that the um, the lighthouse board was very reluctant to start steam whistles because at that time... Um, boilers? Boilers, yeah. yeah. They, they were worried about... Having explosion. I, yeah, they were worried about having inexperienced like people that oh, aren't yeah. professionals in boilers to be operating a boiler. And so they put it off for a long time before it became like safer, you know, like safety yeah. s related stuff was enacted. And then they allowed keepers to run steam whistles instead of uh, the original foghorn. Yeah, boilers. I mean, the concept of a boiler is to create a pressure vessel that has high temperature and high pressure steam. Yeah. So if there's an accident, it's not very good. Yeah. And, and if, and if there's any kind of a problem or anything, keepers are not going to know. I mean, it was new. It was like a new thing. So mm -hmm. early adopters are risk takers. Uh huh. Exactly. Mm -hmm. It's like mm -hmm. us with this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so West Quat. You're always just late enough to where I start my new sentence, and then I'm like, oh, yes. <laughs> Here, you can try it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Dang it. West Kawadi. West Kawadi. <laughs> I hate the that. The Kawadi kid. Hawaii. <laughs> <laughs> You're ruining this for me. It was a little foggy in Kawadi. Is it still? Foggy? I assume the weather hasn't changed. No. It's still Maine. <laughs> okay. <laughs> But it was, okay, West Quaddy was named after Passamaquoddy Bay, which was named after the Native Americans who have lived there for centuries. Mm, okay. Mm -hmm. The name means Pollock Spear, Pollock. 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 Pollock the, is the a fish. fish. Yep. Okay. Which reflects the excellent fishing that's done in this area and also was nice. the reason for that attracted European settlers in about 1604 is when they started moving on over. That's early. Scooch, scooching. Early for us. Yeah. And it wasn't until 1806, so 200 years later, <laughs> that commerce actually started to increase to this area. 
and locals asked to have a lighthouse built because there was apparently like basaltic outcroppings around the entrance to Passamaquoddy oh. Bay and they needed a lighthouse to kind of direct people in make it less dangerous and this area the entrance to the bay is called the Quaddy Narrows which I think sounds like something that would be like in a thriller film or something yeah Narrows the is narrows. a cool like there'd be a like a log cabin on the edge of it maybe spooky yep real <laughs> spooky and foggy speaking of spooky Vince and I have a surprise for our next episode it's going to be very Halloween. It's still lighthouse focused. We're going to have an interview going on. And Vince and I are going to be recording our section of the episode on Friday the 13th. Dun, dun, it, dun. First one that was in October. <laughs> A little late. But another reason we don't have videos in the podcast studio so that I can dance along to our spooky sounds. No videos yet. Nobody ever gets You to just see. wait. <laughs> But so everyone keep an eye out for that. That'll post on October 30th. So the day before Halloween, it's going to be very spooky and exciting. We're ready for it. Anyway, back to West Quaddy Lighthouse. A year after locals asked for a lighthouse, $5,000 was allocated and a white octagonal wooden tower and keeper's dwelling was built in 1808. Because of the fog and the newness of fog bells at this time, a lot of them were cycled through in just a couple of years as they were like trying to figure out what was going to work best. So in 1820 was the first fog bell, mm-hmm. and it was 500 pounds, but complaints started coming in immediately about it not being useful in bad weather, like wow. nobody could hear anything. So they replaced it with a 241-pound bell, so less than half, hoping that the higher pitch would travel better mm-hmm. and people would be able to hear it, but they still couldn't. So then they replaced that with a 1,565-pound bell. <laughs> it can't go smaller, go I know. bigger. It <laughs> go like seven times bigger. 1,500 pounds? Yeah. But they still said that it could not, uh, quote, could not be heard even a quarter mile from the lighthouse. Wow. Quarter mile is pretty bad. <sighs> Rough weather. That's bad. Like, especially a quarter mile, you're clo- you're closing in. Do you know what the range of the light is under what conditions? No, I didn't That's make That's probably hard to quantify. Yeah. Well, sometimes they put the range, but I'm sure that means in optimal weather, you'd be able to see it. But anyway, they talked about building a lighthouse and a bell on Sail Rock, which technically is actually the most easternmost point of the United States. It's, oh. it's this tiny island outside of West uh-huh, Quaddy. Yeah. And so they talked about putting a lighthouse and a fog bell out there because it'd be better for the people sailing to have notice, not right when they get to the bay. That sure. Some, you know. Yeah. And they actually allocated money for it, but it was just never built. I don't know what happened. Mm. Because I think it would have benefited everybody, but maybe it would have been hard to keep a, a keeper out there because it was such this tiny little... Let me go back to where I had the map. The map? Oops. Oh, I saw it. See this tiny little piece yeah, of land? Yeah, <laughs> that'd be difficult. Yeah, it'd be hard to have a keeper out there. So I think they might have abandoned it for that reason or just it would have been hard to build something out there and with the fog and everything. I don't know. Probably was a stretch. Like, oh, we already got a lighthouse. We already have a fog. Yeah. Well. Might as well just leave it. Yeah. That's not, uh, in the image we're looking at, that's not the 1,500-pound bell, is it? I don't Seems know. Seems like a 250. I vaguely Maybe remember. Maybe a 500. 
I remember this happened to us last time we were, we did an episode and there was a bell outside and we we're like that doesn't look like a thousand pounds. Forrest Gump. Yeah, and then we're like maybe yeah. it is. Marshall Point, right? I think the weight of bells is very deceiving to their size, <laughs> but we just have to accept that. Mm, maybe they lie. After two decades, what are you gonna say? <laughs> The weight of the bell is not actually a manufactured number. It's just what the guy told you. Yeah, to put it probably up there. about. Man, that thing was heavy. It was like probably eleven hundred, fifteen hundred pounds. Fifteen hundred pounds. It was like a whale. As he was carrying. That's it. how much they weigh. <laughs> Let's hope that's not true, because they they would have been really specific then. Because this was one thousand five hundred and sixty-five. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's one way to lie. You just get oddly specific. Yeah. You could. Tell them something embarrassing about yourself. I stubbed my finger. Son of a bitch. Anyway. <laughs> After two decades, the original lighthouse was deteriorating, which is pretty bad. Two decades? I feel like it should. I Me mean, too. We got a lot of moisture in the air here, so I guess yeah. we could blame it on that. But a new one was built for approximately $2,400 out of rubble stone. However, a this light. Lighthouse? Yeah. It's a good deal. This light was poorly built. <sighs> Wasn't a good deal. I know. Which, that was the same thing that happened to Marshall Point, right? Or maybe it was Montauk? Mm, it was I don't know. It was just made of rubble stone and it was just so bad yeah, they had to redo it. Maybe it was the same guy. We got to figure out who Marshall this, Point. We got to figure out who this guy is that's making these horrible rubble stone lighthouses. Get him fired. I can build you one for half price. In the 1800s. (laughs) Out of rocks. (laughs) He's probably still alive, right? It only took a decade before they needed to replace it again. Less than a decade. No bueno. A new one was built in 1857 from brick, and this is also when it received its third order fixed Fresnel lens. Nice. Yeah. Very nice. This is when it was newly built. It didn't even have its um, gallery railing up yet. There's another railing that's that's going to be added on there, so. Very cool and black and white. Mm-hmm. And this was still the original Keeper's Cottage. They switched it here and just... They did pretty good building buildings in 18-whatever. Yeah. I mean, just appearances-wise. It's very square. And now that, you, now that you've said something about it, I think the, the house is connected to the lighthouse. It looks like there's a... Uh, what, what do we... A little walkway. Yeah, I can't remember. There's some word for that. Yeah, right. Birdcage. Well, and who knows where the steam... Whistle was eventually. Um, be in there. I don't know if I have a picture of it, but it's like a whole other structure off oh. by itself. Okay, you know, you're the who the <laughs> you are the I'm who that sure knows. I'm not sure if I uh, posted a. I have a picture, but I can put one on the Instagram whenever we. Yeah, do all that. these photos should be on Instagram, and then in the coming times soon, <laughs> I'm going to try to figure out Spotify as well. Oh, interesting for video. Yeah, just to cool. have it kind of incorporated. Yeah, that's a good idea because. For people that, if there is anyone else in this world that listens to our podcast on Google Podcasts, they're going away. I don't know why, but that's where I listen to my podcasts. Yep. I might be the only one that listens to ours on, on that. Spotify is big right now. YouTube is growing for us. We appreciate that. Yeah. Um, even LinkedIn. You know, it's not, there's no media on LinkedIn, but people mm-hmm. travel in from LinkedIn. So thanks email to you, folks. from Google talking about how its app was going away for podcasts said that we should Move on over to Apple Podcasts. I looked at Apple Podcasts, and I'm not sure I like it. I think Apple invented podcasts. I think I'm just stuck in my ways. <laughs> I'm like, where's the Q button? And there's no Q button. And I'm like, oh, so I, I hate it. 
All right. Feedback for Apple. <laughs> yeah, take that to heart. But yeah, we had a fixed light characteristic, yep. a brand new Fresnel lens, and this tower and the Fresnel lens are still in use today. From what year? 18... 1857. Wow. Clap for them. Nice. All right, that's enough. Oh, wow. <laughs> Very short. Only a little bit of clappage. <laughs> it's impressive. <laughs> but yeah, this one's 49 feet tall, the one that we have today. Red and white candy stripe, and it's 83 feet above sea level. So we're on a little bit of mm. a cliff edge. Smart. In 1866, they added a fog signal that was like up to date and then improved it in 1868. And this is whenever they added the steam whistle that mm. two years later they resisted for just a little bit longer and then had it you know up to they normal like everyday standards yeah man i bet their steam whistle is tooting all the time oh just non-stop like we just said the guy had two almost two months of straight fog yeah the thing was going 24 7 maybe it's only under storm conditions or something you know not just fog i think it's fog Ugh. I know. Tough. Awful. You think people just wouldn't come here. <laughs> You're like, fine, it's going to be foggy for two months. We just won't go there. Traders got to trade. <laughs> In 1885, the West Quaddy Fog Signal logged the most hours of any U.S. Uh, light station at 1,945 hours running time. <laughs> In one year? Yes. So I'm pretty sure... A, a man, I'm gonna say a man, but a person, a man working for a year, like a man year, mm -hmm. is two thousand hours. I know there's it's something like that. There's a between eight thousand and nine thousand hours in a year total. So if you were to work eight hours a day, right? Oh, but these guys don't have normal working hours. I'm just saying, just, to, just for a scale, eight hours a day. Yeah. Five days a week. Let's say you get two weeks off. Okay. So fifty weeks a year out of the fifty-two, that's two thousand hours. That thing, <laughs> that steam whistle. That steam whistle put in as many hours as a normal human man. Yes. <laughs> That's insane. Good for them. Yeah, good for them. I hope Those they got an award or, or a patch or something. I bet you they had some dope earmuffs they slept in. I'm sure they did. Because they can't be too far from <laughs> the fox signal. <laughs> That's yeah. too bad. Dang. 1899, so before the turn of the century, the keeper's cottage was converted to a duplex, which is what we have today, is like oh, yeah. a new and improved lighthouse. Very nice. Although, this picture is from 1892, so maybe there was some, but it's a duplex, so maybe the year is wrong that I have written down. That's definitely a duplex. we got two front doors. Yeah. So. Looks like it. One of the years is wrong, but anyway. <laughs> Circa 1892. Mm-hmm. The inspection that was done in this year was a lot of trouble for the keepers. Or should I say, the keepers were in a lot of trouble. Oh, no. <laughs> the station was reported in, quote, deplorable condition, end quote. Basically, dust and rust everywhere. There were greasy rags thrown, just strewn about. Oh, my gosh. They said the duplex was in, like, just a mess. They just, like, they added a parlor for each one, it's basically like the entryway. And yeah. they just made it storage space for all their stuff. So when you walk into your, their house, it's just piled with boxes and things. Yeah. 
But they even said that the Fresnel lens was dusty. <gasps> That's a no. big, big no-no. Shame for well, shame. Because get hot, right? Well, it just reduces the visibility of the light. And you already have bad conditions over there. So, yeah, just Crazy. bad marks everywhere. And West, West Quaddy is considered a very comfortable light station because it's so close to South Lubeck, which is just the town. And so this was like a this was like a nice lighthouse to be stationed at. You should be thankful. And so as punishment, the current head keeper was to be moved to a less desirable station. <laughs> My mouth dropped whenever I read that. I was like, they just were like, like you know you what? You have it too good. Yeah, like you're not going to be thankful for the station. You're going to go somewhere worse. Show some respect. Yeah. So they were gonna they were going to reposition him to Avery Rocklight, and he quit. Do we know where that is? I don't. I don't. But apparently it's just a list. Someone out there is going, wow. Like, ooh, a bad Can't one. Can't believe they said Avery Rocklight. Let's see. Avery Rocklight House is located also in Maine. Um Oh gosh. So it's on an it's on a little island. It says the rock encompasses only about a quarter of an acre. Mm-hmm. So that would not be very good. Back to the saltine crackers. Well, and this guy said that he worked there for seven years. So he quit because he was like uh, he yeah. said he He's couldn't. Like, I'm not going back. He said he couldn't handle going back to that lighthouse, so he just quit. I don't blame him. You know what? And if he wasn't going to take care of this light station, then good riddance. It sounds like an awful lot of work, especially after watching the film The Lighthouse. Yeah. Um, with Robert Pattinson, William Defoe. Mm-hmm. But you got to you got to clean that for now, lens. You Come know? on, you be yeah. Up there with the Windex. If anything's going to be in bad shape, like fine, let it be your house. Although it's also unacceptable. Like they just. Yeah. Lighthouse keepers were held to a very high standard of cleanliness. People yeah, came over and they did the thing where they run their finger on a surface and take a look. Yeah. <laughs> I think they still do that in military service. I would imagine. Like in bunk rooms and stuff. Yeah. 1934, the station was electrified and wasn't automated until 1988. So it's pretty late to be automated, to have mm. no more keepers. 1988. Wow. Yeah. It is late. The lighthouse was transferred to Maine's Bureau of Parks and Land under the Maine Lights Program in 1998, which we talked about in the last episode. Somewhere between 1931 and 1935, the light characteristic changed. Okay. And so today, it's two seconds on, two seconds off, two seconds on, nine seconds off, which is kind of a, a special a special light characteristic to have, that it's like an asymmetrical series of eclipses. Yeah. I've never heard that one before, mm-hmm. although I mm-hmm. probably can't name any other ones that I've heard. I mean, they vary, but it's it's strange to have um, have it varied like that. Yeah. Today, you can tour the lighthouse in the summer months, which I thought was hilarious because it's mostly foggy. <laughs> <laughs> Not that like it's less special to see the lighthouse in the fog. It actually would be kind of cool, but yeah. the view... It, like the, the photo that I showed you in the beginning of the episode, the view is amazing if you can see it. If you catch a clear day, it'd be gorgeous. Yeah. The Keeper's Cottage is now a visitor center run by the West Quaddy Head Light Keepers Association. And the USLHS reports that you can actually stay in Lubeck at the former life-saving station, which is only a five-minute walk from the tower. So you can't oh. rent out a room at the lighthouse, but you can be as close as a five-minute walk. So it's huh. very nearby. Interesting. Like a first responder station. Yeah, exactly. And I, I need to do an episode about oh, that. Oh, pretty. That we can cover. But That's gorgeous. Yeah, it's such a cute little lighthouse. I love it's the red top, the like red little cap. Yeah. <laughs> it really is like Where's Waldo. 
It's a great setting. The rock face and the thick grass the and trees. the evergreens. Yeah. Very pretty. Yeah. Let me get a picture of. Oh, yeah. Look at that little beacon light. And how fun, yeah, to have a Fresnel lens that's still in use. It's just not as common. Like a lot of people, you know, like our, our last episode, it was taken out of commission in the 2017. So very late. But there's still some that are just still going. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a sad day when they're taken out. Yeah, I think people are trying to keep them. They're trying to keep lighthouses in good shape and maintain what they have. Yeah. I wonder why there are holes in the cupola for airflow. Oh, the vent ball? Yeah. Yeah, that's just so that hot air can escape. I'm sure you wouldn't want the holes facing up because then water would come dripping in. Oh, does it allow ventilation from the lantern room? Yeah. Okay, that does make sense. Cool. Yep. And the lightning round has a little forked tongue at the end. That is interesting. <laughs> We're just discovering all these cute things out the close-up. Cool. Yeah, that's West Quaddy Head Lighthouse, our easternmost lighthouse in the United States of America. <laughs> <laughs> Stripy and adorable. Quaddy. I cannot believe you, you hung on to that the whole episode. Quaddy. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> you have anything else to add? No, I'm looking forward to the next couple episodes. Appreciate everyone coming along for us. Yeah, get excited. Our next one's spooky. It'll it'll only post one day before you know spooky season's over. But I think the height of spooky season. It's not really Halloween focused. It's just spooky. So I think it should be a good one. We're very excited. Cool. But thanks for listening in. You can catch us on Instagram at Lighthouse Lowdown. Please feel free to send us emails or a voicemail on our website thelighthouselowdown.com of any lighthouse you visited we love to do listener lighthouses so feel free to do that even if you just saw one one time and thought it was cool or if you lived in one send us an email either way check out our youtube to see all of what we look at while we're doing our podcast please subscribe to keep us alive subscribe to keep alive we get a lot of views now on youtube and i really appreciate that people are checking this stuff out but uh, very we have very few subscribers out of those views. So mm-hmm. we don't put out content more than once every two weeks. Really yeah. appreciate it if you just click it. Thank you just very much. <laughs> Thanks for listening in. And we'll catch you next time on The Lighthouse Lowdown. Sounds so tropical. <laughs>